Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, the one and only John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Once again, it's on. Uh, today we're going to discuss the the Last Dance Part Two, uh, Part Two. Uh, this is the Last Dance um, from one to ten. Is a uh, the Last Dance is a doc- documentary that chronicles the Bulls uh, from '96 to '98. I think '97, '98 season. Um, <clears throat> it, it, most of it was behind the scene, and Jordan have been sitting on it for over 20 years. You have been sitting on those um, footage, so he finally released the footage. I think to me, this is just my opinion. I think this is the the one of the greatest documentary in the past 30, 40 years. Um, that being said, um, Chicago Bulls was the was one of the greatest team in the NBA history. Now, when it comes to Michael Jordan, uh, you can tell he was relentless. He was—he had an anger for—he—he wanted—he had a high drive for excellence. He was the epitome of greatness. Um, Lou, you guys like to compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James? Let me let me break it down to you. Physically, LeBron is much bigger, stronger than Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan won't have no problem going against LeBron. Let's keep that in mind. Secondly, compare Michael Jordan to, Jordan, uh, to LeBron is like compare the galaxy to the sun. There's no comparison. Michael Jordan changed his position. LeBron didn't change his position. Okay, they, they were people 6'9 in the 80s that was playing that small forward. Okay, so we, we've seen it before. Only thing LeBron have done it for so long and he's much stronger. After, after that, that's the only comparison I can make with um, Jordan and LeBron is that they're both great businessmen and they are great fathers. Those are the two things. Politically, I'll give LeBron an edge because he has been more outspoken than, Le- um, than Michael Jordan on social issues, stuff like that. You can make an argument for that. No, the way if you're going quant- to compare them as far as the NBA careers, you have to do it within a 10 year window. You show what Jordan have done within 10 years and show what LeBron have done within 10 years. Now, you can give a little edge towards LeBron because LeBron was able to go to the finals even though he got swept by the by the Senator Spurs. But uh, Jordan won. Jordan win. Jordan win finals within his 10 years. So that being said, from 94, from 94 to, uh, to, to, from 84 to 94, he has already won two championships. Okay, he was in his from ninety in his ten years tenures. Jordan racks up three championship, three, not one, not two, but three. LeBron couldn't do that. Now it is a team sport. We all know this is a team sport. It's not tennis. It's not golf. Okay, it's not table tennis. It's not chess. Is a team sport. You only good as your team. You for those of you like, oh, Jordan got swept three years in a row. Dummy is a freaking team sport. If he's, I don't care if he drop 100 points per game. If his team is not contribute, they're gonna lose eventually. Okay, the same thing happened to Will Chamberlain. He was dropping 100 points, 80 points, 60 points, consecutive uh, consecutively. But they were losing. So you only good as your team. Okay, you only good as your team. The reason why I say Jordan is the greatest of all time, there's many layers to it. The first layer, he changed sport marketing. When it comes to sport marketing, Jordan changed the game. Secondly, he changed the whole NBA landscape. He made NBA into a, blo- a global brand. It was Jordan in 1992, Barcelona. 
he made he turned the NBA to a global international brand. LeBron have not done that, okay? LeBron haven't done that. LeBron, Michael Jordan is the blueprint, okay? He's the blueprint when it comes to sport marketing, changing the game, the way he carries himself. He was very professional. You always see him with a suit on. He never wear a t-shirt during press conference. So he he was very classy. He was a man of his word. He, he Like I said, you guys like to call him a bully. He was not a bully. A bully is a person that pick on you for no type of reason. That's bullying. When a person pushes to, to, to greatness, that's not bullying. I know we all have different way of motivating, pe- uh, motivating people. You know, sometimes it's passive aggressive like LeBron. But Michael Jordan was in your face. Hey, listen, man, you're going to face tough challenge on the court. I have to push you to your limits. So when you hit the court against the Knicks, against the Pistons, okay, you can go head to toe, head to head to head with them because now I already pushed you during the practice. That's why practice for to to sharpen your skills. So he was able to sh- show like you know Purdue and Kerr, even though him and Kerr got into it, but he was able he was man enough to go and apologize. Some people, if he was bullying him, he would not call him and apologize. The whole notion that he was bullying people, you guys are stupid. You know, Sean and Shop, I love I love that brother, but he said something I know I strongly disagree. Michael's not a bully. He was not a bully. You may not like his way of doing things, but that's not bullying. A bully is somebody that pick on you for no type of reason and degrade you. That's a bully. If the person pushes you to be great, that's not bullying. Okay, in the army, you have your drill sergeant. They're air holes, right? They're in your face because they know that in the battlefield, you got to be tough mentally and physically. You got to be tough in the battlefield. So that's why they push you to your limits. They're not being, they're not bullying you around. They're pushing you to to, to excellence. And Michael Jordan have pushed his teammate to, to to greatness. Now you can make an argument if he wasn't for Scotty. Of course, he may not win six championship. Of course not, because Scotty was the second. And I don't like the way um, they portray Scotty in a documentary. They make him look like a loser. But he was not a sole loser. He was a great player. Without uh, Scottie Pippen, they would not have won six championships. You can throw in Dennis Rodman, Warner Hopper into the conversation. Or even Steve, Steve Kerr and Paxton. Because Paxton was able to help them win the third championship against Phoenix. You guys forget that shot. Jordan to Paxton. Three. The game over. He had the last shot. Paxton, John Paxton hit the last shot against the uh, Phoenix Suns in 93. So that being said, the whole notion to say Jordan is a bully, that's a false. That is a false. That being said, let's move forward. The, sec- the, the, the second takeaway I take from the documentary is that um, Michael Jordan was very involved in his children's life. And for his father, he had a great relationship with his dad. Even when they won in 95, his dad was not there. And they won that championship, you know, the, 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 the documentary. They show you that he 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 was on Father's Day when they won the championship. Where he went to the locker room, he was on lay on the floor. He was crying because he missed his father. So the relationship with his father was impeccable. It was a great relationship. And then the media always like to portray so-called black men, so-called Negroes as bad fathers. You can see, you can tell by the by the documentary that there was no such thing. He had a great relationship with, with his father. His father was very involved in his life and his manhood. So that being said, the whole notion that the media said black men don't take care of their kids, they do take care of kids. Don't believe the false narrative. And, ne- and next thing you know, when it comes to business, 
I'm telling you, man, Michael make great business, sound business decision. You guys can look at, at Michael Jordan as a blueprint when it comes to marketing and branding yourself. He show you the blueprint, okay? Michael Jordan have shown us the blueprint. Whether it's in business and sport, he show you the blueprint how to do it. Now, he's not perfect. Um, he has flaws like everybody else. You know, he got emotional. i never seen Michael Jordan. Yeah, I've seen he got emotional during the game, you know, when he, um, in 95. In 96, rather. But, you know, even when he went in the first championship, you can tell he was crying because he was, that was his first, because he went three years straight. Now, you can make argument, the first, he could have beat um, the Piston in the second two years that they lost because they took the Piston to the Game 7 in the conference final, Eastern Conference Finals back in 88. You guys forget that, okay? They could have beat the Piston. If it wasn't for my uh, Scotty being sick, I'm pretty sure that they would have won that series. And they would have faced, I think, either the Celtics or uh, the Lakers. I think they would have faced the Lakers because they faced the Lakers in 91 because the Lakers was in the uh, finals in 88, if I'm not mistaken, and they got beat by the Pistons. So that being said, um, so they show you all those um, parts. It's, it's just, it's a, the documentary is, is a 10 part series. From 1 to 10, they break it down. They show you the Olympics um, in Barcelona. They show you the first championship. They show you Michael Jordan being drafted. And his mother, too, was very... His mother was the one that convinced him to go to Nike and get that deal because Jordan didn't want to sign with Nike. Initially, he was going to sign with Adidas. <laughs> Can you imagine where Adidas would have been today? Oh, my God. Adidas. Hey, I know you guys are German. You guys missed on that deal. If you guys signed Michael Jordan, y'all would have been... I know you guys are worth billions now, but I'm just saying y'all would have made hundreds of billions of dollars just on Michael Jordan alone. So they, they missed a great opportunity with Michael Jordan. So that being said, Jordan is the blueprint. Everybody that comes to the NBA right now, you're looking at Jordan. You can say Kobe. Kobe was like the second coming of Jordan. Kobe copied Jordan. He told you that everything I've learned, everything I've got is from Jordan. All those championships is from Jordan. He taught me. He touched. He taught me how to win, how to be a leader. He taught me all those intangibles throughout my career. So Kobe paid homage to Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, one of the greatest of all time. Okay? The whole notion about LeBron, you guys always talk about LeBron. There's no comparison. Stop comparing those two. Yes, LeBron came out of high school. Michael came out the th- after his third year of, of college. You cannot compare that. Now imagine Michael Jordan have come in after his freshman year, huh? If Michael, you guys see the Chicago Bulls would have won ten. I said ten. You said eight. I said ten championship. Let me explain why I said ten. Now you might make an argument that in '95 they would have a tough time against the Houston Rocket. I'll give you that. They got Robert Ory, um, uh, Jordan Maxwell, who is a great guard. Um, they have uh, Kenny Smith and Kim the Dream. And Michael Jordan said it, Akeem was hard to, to, to defend. But they would adjust to the Rockets. They would adjust, they would make adjustment to the Rockets. I'm pretty sure they would have go to game seven or six, who knows. But they would have given the Rockets a great run. But the team that I said that would have definitely beat the, the, the Bulls would have been the Lakers. The Lakers. Um, like I said, um, that's the team I would say that would have beat the, the Bulls. The Bulls would have, would have won eight championship guarantee. And I always take it a step further. They could have, they could have, they could have won 10, but they would have won eight guarantee. 
Jordan retired twice at his prime. You have to understand that this man retired at his prime, at his peak. It kind of uh, reminds me of Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, too, he was taken away from boxing at his prime. So imagine if Jordan didn't take those one, two years off. Imagine he didn't retire in the second time. That would have been a great argument. This man would have won at least 10 championships by now. <laughs> he would be right behind Bill. Bill Russell. So that's why you guys keep forgetting you millennials. Let me address you that Jordan is the greatest of all time. Or you can say one of the greatest. But he changed the game. That's why I make him so great. Not only his, uh, his scoring ability, but the way sport marketing, the way he changed sport marketing forever changed it. That was Jordan. He did that. So the notion to think that Jordan didn't change, he changed the NBA. He made the NBA into a global brand. He made the NBA into the global brand that it is right now. So that being said, when it comes, who break up? Who break up the team? Number one, the owner. Okay, the owner number one, Jay Cross. Number two, number three, Phil Jackson. Those three, I'll throw Jordan in there, but I'll take him out. But those three individual have broke the dynasty the owner should have should have called jordan have a seat with jordan say listen jordan you're 35 years old we're gonna give you guys two-year extension phil jackson you scotty and uh what's his name Horace great and harper we're gonna bring the team back we're gonna bring kerr back i guarantee you they would have won eight championship and then jerry cross you know whether you hate him or not he put that team together, okay? He put that team together. So a lot of credit to Jerry Cross. Even though he's not here to defend himself, okay? He's not here to defend himself, but he put that team together. So if the owner have convinced or persuade a Jerry Cross, listen, I know you want to dismantle this team. This team is still at his, at his, at his prime. Let's give him a two-year extension to Phil Jackson because Jordan, if they want to get Phil Jackson, they could have got another coach. They could have got, what's his name from San Antonio? They could have got him. You know, they could have got a lot of other coach, but they should have kept this team together. That's, I think that's, if you if you look at the documentary, you see that in Jordan, that is his biggest regret. He didn't get knocked off by anybody. So that's why he he's kind of pissed off about it. He should have played on. He and That's why, you know, it's eating at him. You can tell he got emotional. Cause they should have carried on that team. But that being said, you can tell that team is one of the greatest teams, not only in the 90s of all time, but um, the thing they have done, they have changed the culture of basketball. They have changed the culture of sport marketing. They changed a lot of stuff, the Chicago Bull team. So that being said, you, you notice that Michael Jordan was very involved with his family. He was very involved with the team. But him, he himself too, he should have called the owner and had a personal talk with the owner. He should have said, listen, man, we need to win this two, let's get a two-year extension so we can go for our eighth. And after the eighth championship, win or lose, you can dismantle the team. I think if he had called the owner, and the owner too should have called Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson and Jerry Cross and had that conversation among themselves so they can keep this team together. And I think that it is a tragedy to the fans into Chicago, how they dismantle the team. And it's been 25 years, they have not won a championship. So you go figure what happened now. I know Paxton's the general manager now of the Chicago Bulls. 
But I can't put all the blame on Paxson. The honor to play a part of that. But um, it's been 25 years that I have not won a championship. I think Derrick Rose, I think Derrick Rose would have got him a championship until they trade him. They should have kept Derrick Rose. And I, if they have kept Derrick Rose with the same crew, they would have won at least one or two championships for the Chicago Bulls. But we will never know. We will, this is just, you know, in, in memory. We will never know. But I'm convinced that if they had kept Derrick Rose in Chicago, uh, shout out to Derrick Rose, shout out in the building. He would have won at least one or two championships for Chicago Bulls. But uh, Michael Jordan, man, you, you know, and then the thing about the gambling thing, the men don't have a problem gambling, okay? When you have a problem gambling, that means you 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 sell your house, you you sell your pro, your stuff and for, for gambling. He doesn't have that issue. That's what he does for pleasure. He played golf. He, he liked to smoke his cigar, drink his scotch. You see the scotch <laughs> glass in his hand. You know, the guy is 55 years old. So why do you want a guy to do that? He needs to enjoy his life. He needs to enjoy his fruits of his labor. He's putting, And Michael Jordan, he was underpaid for many years. He played 13 seasons. He, he only made $90 million in player salary. Can you imagine Michael Jordan playing today with a skill set that he had? This man would have made at least half a billion dollars in, in salary. So... He was he only made $90 million throughout his careers. So he was well, he was underpaid for many years. And I blame the owner again. I also blame the owner for not paying Michael Jordan. And Scotty too. I don't care what he did in the first contract. He should have uh they should renegotiate his deal. Scotty should get at least a hundred million dollars. That's my that's my opinion, but he should get at least a hundred million dollars. From the owner, because he had put uh, he had put in the work, and he's been there for all this time. He should have got paid. But that being said, this guy documentary will go down as one of the greatest documentary in the past 40 years. When it comes to sport, um, you can make an argument for O.J. Simpson, but um, this documentary here, the uh, this, the Last Dance, that is a classic. Is a classic. Is a way. Is a classic already. So I know they're probably working on a, a second documentary. Uh, they have a lot of footage, a lot of footage. Um, Jordan have to sign off on on those footage, but um, it's a great documentary. You know, this is just my perspective. I know it's Memorial Day weekend. Everybody out there having fun with their family, their you know their spouse, their girlfriend, their side piece. <laughs> you know, you know who you are. So that being said, um, this was a great documentary. I think Jordan is the man of his word. He was a true leader. Uh, whether you like him or not, he pushed his teammate to be great. You see, they all look back and say, "You know what? Jordan was right. You know, he want everything he asked you to do. He was he was able to back it up. Some leaders, some other guys, they push you, but they don't back it up with their work ethic. Jordan back it up. He's in the gym early, taking a thousand shots. He's working out, you know, in his body. So the man was at his peak. He was pushing it." So that way, he's, you know, so he can get to his level. You know, he's on a, a level by itself. But everybody I play against him, you know, he take his game. That's what I told you. I'm pretty sure they would have been the rock. They would have beat the Rockets because all they have to do is slow down Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem, you gotta double team in, in the in the blocks. You gotta double team, don't? Because he got great fundamentals. See, Akeem Olajuwon have great fun footwork. 
So it's hard to stand one-on-one, but if you double-team it on the, off the baseline, make him work for every shot, he will be tired after a while. So I think they would adjust to Akeem uh, because the reason why I'm saying this, Chicago always adjusts to any team. So they would adjust to the Rockets. Uh, as far as like Jordan Maxwell, I think he would have done pretty good uh, uh, work on Jordan because he's a great guard. He's a great defender. And they have another one. Uh, I forgot his name. The one with the Baldy. There's two of them. Uh, I think it's Ellie. Ellie? Ellie? Uh, Ellie, uh, the point guard. He would have did a He's a great defender also. So, but Jordan would have the Jordan would have be both of them. So that being said, um, we'll never know. Um, like I said, they did sweep the Knicks, but Chicago too could have gone to the finals against the uh, in '94 because and Scotty too should have won MVP in '94. They need to give Scotty Pippen his MVP for '94. He should have won the MVP in '94. Call the, the 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 NBA commissioner and put a petition for Scotty MVP '94. Scotty should have been MVP in 1994. That's just my take on it. You can go look it up for yourself. Scotty would have been, they should have given Scotty the MVP. So he was cheated at the MVP in 94. So that being said, um, that documentary, the Bulls, the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, Chronicle 1 to 10. I watched the whole thing. Great documentary. Um, that showed you the, the emotion, you know, the joining the real person. Uh, there was a lot of curse word in the background. But Jordan was always professional. That's what that's one takeaway from it. He was always professional, always wear a suit and tie. You never see Jordan with t-shirt and flip-flops. Always because the cameras were on him 24-7. So he was under tremendous pressure. Only person I can compare him is Muhammad Ali. And today's day, I'll say LeBron James. But LeBron, you know, he has some day he wears t-shirt to the press conference. But Michael Jordan never wear t-shirt to the press conference. Always immaculate, well-dressed, well-spoken. He don't speak all these Ebonics. He spoke professionally, eloquently. So that's why I give him so much credit. He changed the game. Whether you like him or not, Michael Jeffrey Jordan have changed the game forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever. He changed the NBA landscape. He made the NBA into a global brand. No other player have done that. Not Isaiah, not Isaiah Thomas, not Larry Bird, not Magic Johnson, not Charles Barkley. None of those guys. Not Bill Russell. None of they're great players now. Not Carl Malone. Not none of those guys have made the NBA into a global brand. If you sit down to all the guys I just mentioned, they will tell you Michael Jordan did that. He changed it. him and Nike, and his agent too. A lot of credit go out to his agent. They changed the landscape of the NBA forever. Michael Jordan is the epitome of greatness. He's the blueprint. You guys, stop giving credit to LeBron. LeBron's a great player. I'm not a LeBron hater. He's a great man. He's a great family man. He's a great father to his children. He's a great businessman. Uh, those things I'll give to LeBron. And he was, you know, he played at a high level. He's been, this is his 17th year. Because he was drafted in 2003. This is his 17th, he's 17th year going to his 18th year. So if he won the championship this year with this corona pandemic, so if he won, that will be a great resume for him. But like I said, he won't have all the stats because he played longer. So you can make argument if Michael Jordan did not retired those two times, Michael Jordan would have break all the records. He would have been number one in scoring titles. 
number one in assists and steal. So all those things, I know Carmelo's number two on the scoring title, and LeBron's about to pass him. So like I said, LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan would have all the records if he didn't retire those two times. So you can make an argument for that. He would have all those records. So that being said, this is the my take on this um, Last Dan Chronicle 1 to 2. Uh, I, was, I will end on this because um, this is one of the greatest documentary, sport documentary uh, of the last 50 years or 40 years, you can argue. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. Um, Coronavirus Summer Edition. Stay tuned for the next episode. Um, this is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Take care. Bye-bye.